When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, and welcome to ScoutCast for Game Week 27. Game Week 26 is still going on as we speak because Fulham are playing Brentford. Uh, But as always, you are joined by me, Andy, FPL Mode. We are also joined by Seb. How is it going, Seb? Hey, mate, it's going really, really, really well, thank you. I am excited. (laughs) Based on the the small little chat we just had, I am very excited. Yeah, so we've been chatting for a little while and uh, we're probably basically just going to carry on that chat on the stream tonight but we'll get to that when we get to it um we're also joined by rich how's it going flappy yeah good good yeah we're having a good discussion there it was kind of a shame we had to break it to to start and then continue but yeah we should have um probably should have just pressed play earlier and just let everybody just listen to our conversation haven't we what the the bit where you pretended that tony had scored and i got excited and yeah yeah yeah, thanks mate (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um it was funny do you know what? it's a lot funnier doing it <laughs> in person than it is on the timeline um <laughs> thank you very much to everybody that's joining us tonight obviously we've had an eventful game week already um but it isn't over like i said brentford are playing fulham now and uh there's been a lot that's been going on not so good as a man united fan not so good as a leeds fan either not so good as a reading fan either flappy but um we'll uh we'll talk about a little bit of that as we go on so Tonight's agenda then, we're going to be talking about points, we're going to look at the points we've got so far. Before we look at the points, we are going to have a little bit of a chat about the wildcard, all three of us wildcarded. We're going to have a little bit of a chat about the fact that some well-owned players that were owned by people that did not wildcard did especially well in one particular match uh, against my team. Uh, Then we're going to um, jump into our points, like I said. We're going to have a look at Game Week uh, 26 and the wildcard reflection, which is what I just said then. We're going to look at wildcard 27, because a lot of people were holding their wildcards just for this next game week into Game Week 27. We've got a mock wildcard that we've made, and we've also got Joe's wildcard that we're going to have a look at as well, that he's kindly let us borrow, uh, that we're definitely not going to rip apart. Uh, Then we're going to be looking at Sanchez replacements, because among all the stuff that happened this week, we also had Sanchez getting dropped for Brighton as well, which nobody saw coming. Uh, Oh, there's been a goal. Oh, it's Pinnock. No way. Pinnock's just scored. I I don't believe the words you say with your mouth. Pinnock's just scored. Yeah, because that's the one I don't have. No, he's not. Either, mate. So he has genuinely just scored. Wow, I'm so glad a wild card isn't removed those Liverpool duds. He's just scored. Oh, well, that's the one I don't have. This is worse than yesterday. I can't believe that. Um, then we're going to have a look at uh, Lego Marnie's fixtures. We're going to look at our teams and we're going to look at the community team and have some questions at the end as well. Sorry, I just have to. I can't believe he's just scored. Has he actually? Yeah. This is there justice there, 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 for when there, you had John Stone's brace. Oh, oh, it's such a massive deflection as well. Um, right. I have two bright Brentford defenders and none of them have scored a goal. Three and not by choice. (laughs) Anyway. Wait, you've got three? How do you you have two? Because I had Sanchez, so Reyes come in. (laughs) Yeah, but you don't have three Brentford defenders. Oh no, I've got three Brentford players, sorry. Right, okay, cool, 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 cool. He's been, oh my gosh. (laughs) Anyway, so in terms of how we're starting tonight then, let's just have a little bit of a chat. And a little bit of a reflection as to what's been going on. Because obviously all three of us wildcarded. 
obviously, we wildcarded for a reason. We wildcarded because we wanted to navigate 27, 28 and 29 as well as possible. And obviously, even further on after that as well. We all wildcarded after the FA Cup results when we realised Liverpool and Fulham weren't going to be playing in that game week. And with all the information we had, we were very happy to wildcard out of our teams. Now, obviously, this week, Liverpool absolutely demolished Manchester United 7-0. Salah and Darwin all hauled. Trent Alexander-Arnold obviously got points as well. And all of a sudden, we're looking at it and thinking, rightly or wrongly, was it the right decision for me to wildcard? And were the people that didn't wildcard employing the best strategy moving forward? So, Seb, weigh in for us what you think and kind of how you've been reflecting on it so far. Sure. Um, so I guess, like, as you sort of said, there's kind of two sides to it, right? Whether whether the wildcard in, in of itself was a move that was a good one. And then when you've decided to wildcard, there's moves within that. I guess the latter will probably get onto more later. For myself, obviously, only for myself. I actually still think it made a lot of sense, even in hindsight, because I would have done Darwin to Tony, which is hilarious because how much I've been standing Darwin, of course. Um, typical, the returns, but I'm just going to get rid of him either way. I had no Brighton, I had no Brentford. So though, uh, I think we said last week that almost none of us were going to wildcard, right? We have a very, very low percentage chance of wildcarding. Yeah. The things that happened in the FA Cup changed the outlook for our teams and therefore the chance of points from this earlier wildcard versus the later one. Uh, and for me, it was about how I could set up now, maximize points, minimize blanks, and then prepare for later swung me. Um, obviously did not see Liverpool seven Man United nil coming. Uh, I've had a lot of Liverpool players for the season, so <laughs> I don't think I've been as low on them as other, others have been, but I was getting rid of them either way for this week. And, I don't know if that is the thing that really should have changed people's minds on a wild card because no one was captaining Sam against Man United or anything like that. If you were keeping Liverpool, it was probably for the Bournemouth match, right? Yeah. So keeping Liverpool may well have been a great shout. But, you know, the old decision versus versus outcome thing, I guess, which we can phrase in a in a number of different ways. But I think the decision here wasn't like, are you keeping Liverpool for Man United and therefore you got what you wanted out of that? The decision was keeping Liverpool for this period because I think, Flappy, you were talking about having Salah free-hitting. You know, at one point, was it 27 wildcard free-hitting uh, free in 28 so you could keep Liverpool all the way through? Mm -hmm. So even yeah. even the way this sort of came and benefited people who did keep uh, keep Liverpool players, I don't think it was the way which was anticipated, which for me is the interesting point. Um, all of that said, of course... Like holding on to the wild card, showing a bit of restraint if your team allowed it, has worked out lovely and absolutely fair play. And I think the interesting thing about the outcome is that we now, as the wild card is, it would be very hard for us to make this back. Unlike in the past when you go, oh yeah, but I've got my my Ethan Pinnock Hadrick to come yeah, yeah. tonight, maybe. It's such a such a big number of points difference that yeah, I think advantage definitely people who didn't wild card. And it'll yeah. be interesting to see if we can close that gap with uh with hopefully a few more fixtures over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, Rich, is it as simple to say as we just wildcarded a week early? Like there was there was in hindsight, this is the one thing that I've been thinking is that actually maybe because I said on the stream, didn't I, on Monday, there's 100 percent. There's no chance I wildcard because I looked at my team. I was, I was even going to roll, wasn't I, like before the Liverpool Fulham game? Is it was it just a week early? That last that's the question I guess I'm asking. Maybe maybe for some teams, but yeah. I mean, for my specific team, I felt like I got forced into wildcard, and as in, it got really bad. I had a sure knock. Obviously, mm -hmm. sure 
played but got minus one points. Yeah. I had Mares, all the predictors. It was close, but they were saying Foden would start ahead of Mares. Um, yeah, my team was just not looking good. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I had Pickford in goal. I had Tarkowski. Um, so, yeah, I, I was really on the fence, but then the FA Cup fixtures just kind of forced me into doing it. Yeah. The reason I didn't want to wait a week was because I wanted the bench boost in 27. Um, obviously, I'm sure we'll get into that later on. I think the wild card this week is tricky, and I realised it last week when I was when I decided I was going to wild card, and it's because of the Liverpool assets. Like Seb says, if you were keeping Liverpool assets, obviously a home game against Man United is fine. We didn't fully expect that outcome. Maybe some points because they're at home. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd find it really hard now to wild card and remove any Liverpool assets. Like if I had two or yeah. three, I wouldn't want to, and then it would almost make me not want to wild card. But then there's still this great opportunity because there's so many doubles and blanks that we need to navigate. It actually came down to, for me, I would either have to wildcard now or I'd have to free hit in 28. There was no choice. And even if I did free hit, I'd probably have to do, I think it was a minus 16 that I'd have had to do over two or three weeks. Yeah. To stick to a plan I wanted. And that was a plan without Kane as well. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting yeah. because I didn't see Liverpool assets in any wildcard. Nobody wildcarded this week. From what I've seen, I could be completely wrong, there were no Liverpool assets. So no one still had Trent, no one had Salah, no one had Darwin Nunes because we were thinking about the blank. But obviously people wildcarding this week are going to have Liverpool assets because that Bournemouth fixture, but then they have the blank straight away after as well. So it, it is tricky, like you just said, isn't it? Yeah, because you're one week closer to their blank as well and, yeah. their, and their double's not good. I did look at, I have kept a route and it's it's funny enough, it's why I went for Pinnock and Botman <laughs> over, over going for me and Cher, for example. Yeah. Um, but I have kept a route that I can go back to Salah instead of yeah. Bruno Fernandes in 29. Mm. But that was as close as I got. I never was going to... It didn't make any sense on the wild card to do that. Yeah. I mean, there was even sacrifices I had to make, like going Sanchez in goal, yeah. because that made it possible to then get 11 players out in double game week. Sorry, in, in the blank game week in 28. Yeah. So you're still going to have all these questions to answer if you're wildcarding this week. Yeah. But you're yeah. not going to have like Sanchez there to make it that little bit easier. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting. I mean, if we ever look at our points now um, and you can see how we've got on, because it's even though everybody was saying how similar all the wildcards were, we've all got different points as well, which makes it interesting. So I had Kepper in goal, got me six. Uh, Henry's playing tonight, uh, currently getting a clean sheet, but it's only 30 minutes in, obviously. Estupanan, who I really wanted, and I wanted him more than Sanchez. I'd had no idea Sanchez was obviously going to be benched, but Estupanan I really wanted. Zinchenko got me one point. Odegaard got two. Saka, as captain, got me four. Felt really good after Haaland only got an assist and got booked in the first game. And then, obviously, Saka didn't do anything, even though Arsenal scored three goals. Uh, Matoma, first time owning Matoma. Absolutely lovely, 13 points. Take that all the day. Um, Rashford with two, Kane with two, Harlan with four, and then Tony is playing tonight as well. I had March on the bench, and I got Botman and Trippier on the bench as well uh, with Raya too. So, uh, to be honest, all the way until Sunday at 4.30, I was really happy with the wild card. <laughs> I was thinking it had gone quite well, especially having those Brighton boys getting me 19 points as well. Obviously, avoiding Sanchez, I was quite happy with that. Um, the Arsenal triple up. I know they're going to be lads that I'm going to be selling soon for doublers anyway. So, you know, they blank, but there it is. Um, so I was fairly happy to be perfectly honest, but then obviously it all changed later on. I'm on 
think about a 5k red arrow, something like that. So it's nothing really, which could just go up to a green arrow after tonight's game. So in the end, it's really not the end of the world for me. It's just a shame that maybe after a wild card with everything that Salah and Nunes did, because I think I was up to about 120k before that game. Uh, so it, it was a bit of a drop after that. But to be honest, I'm more than happy. I've got my plan moving forward. I've got 10 for the blank and I've got, I mean, 12 or 13, I think it is, for the double in 29 where I'm going to be bench boosting. So as long as nothing goes wrong in the international break in the whole month's time, I should be fine. Um, Rich, let's have a look at your points. Less of a rosy picture? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, what happened yesterday... Maybe I was annoyed, but it probably didn't affect me as much because of what had happened to me on Saturday. Yeah. Because <laughs> my whole plan, the whole reason I wanted the wild card is because I wanted the bench boost in 27. I, you know, I even I activated the bench boost. Don't worry, it's a chip. I checked with Seb first. You can cancel it. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I was so happy looking at my team for next week. Um, and I ended up, yeah, clicking the bench boost button and Sanchez obviously gets dropped. And we're going to talk about him in a bit because he's almost irreplaceable my strategy unless yeah. you go for steel yeah without doing some crazy hits because we're going into you know this double then a blank then a double so sanchez was pretty pivotal to that also i got McAllister and matoma as my other brighton assets mm-hmm. however literally 10 maybe 20 seconds before the deadline i decided to start ward prowse over matoma be- because ward prowse is on penalties yeah and obviously he got a penalty and, and missed it. Then he got booked in injury time as well, just to round out the zero pointer. Oh. So I, I wasn't in the best mood going into yesterday anyway. So I don't think it affected me as much. Um, obviously, I've got Pinnock. So that's been okay. Yeah. Um, I ended up switching Odegaard to Zinchenko because I saw this really good plan um, where you can, well, I say good plan. This <laughs> this plan where you have Ward Prowse for your bench boost in 27. Yeah. Obviously, it meant losing Odegaard. So, to be honest, I'm happy Odegaard didn't haul because it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. You know? So, it's not gone great, but, I mean, Pinnock's made me feel a bit better. Red Arrow, 28 points, three Brentford playing as we speak. Oh, God. Yeah, three Brentford. I was just, I was just going to say three, and I realised that, obviously, Sanchez come, uh, goes out and Raya comes in, doesn't he? Um, yeah. Yeah, that Ward-Prowse one, when he missed the pen, because, obviously, we were messaging, and Seb went... Oh, cool. War Prowse goal. And I was like, oh, what a flappy. And then it was like, oh, no. No, well, I actually it. messaged Ward Prowse misses, missed you did. 10 yeah. before he'd even missed it. And then Seb says, no, he, I think he said he definitely scores. God. Yeah, well, you said something like, oh, he's going to miss. And I was like, wait, what? And you were like, oh, he's taking a pen. I was like, oh, you'll be fine. Then he'll score. <laughs> yeah, whoops. I think I saw By the way, the, uh, Brian from Boomer, I think, I think just hit the post from a free kick. I think um, I saw a meme the other day about. Uh, uh, James Ward Prowse penalty spot. He's like, nah. James Ward Prowse from outside the box. Yes, like, yeah. he's all about it's that. So true. Is he genuinely yeah. not like, like his record from the penalty isn't as good? No, he's just. Like, very good I know he's missed his other one this season so far, hasn't he? I think. Yeah, but anyway, moving yeah. on to Seb's points. Seb, you had slightly sure. more, uh, and obviously you yeah. went with the proper captain, didn't you? Oh, I, well, that was that was a journey. I, all this, I mean, you know, good touch to what we we're talking about a minute ago. I'd like to think I'm good at sort of calmly rationalizing these situations. I have <laughs> no idea what I said 10 minutes ago and if it made sense, yeah. whatever. Hopefully this will make more sense. Um, yeah, like that was a journey on Saturday, wasn't it? Because Har- I captained Harland against probably, I think it was what, 60-30 overall, or like within a certain number uh, percentage-wise of 
EO. Yeah. Um, you obviously had Saka, so we were talking. And yeah, that went badly. Like I was, I was resigned to defeat already after that. And then somehow we outscored Saka. So that was lovely. And I think, I think the rest of the team went okay, which I'll, I'll go through now. So Kepper and goal, Gabriel, uh, with one, of course, Ben Mee and Rico Henry to play this evening. Saka vice captain, Erdegaard, Rashford, McAllister with 14. Captain Haaland, although not many points. Kane and Tony playing now. And then I have a bench of Sanchez, Eek, Matoma, Trippier and Botman. So for me, obviously decision to wildcard, we covered that. I think it made a lot of sense for my team, even with the, even if we, even if we knew the Liverpool thing was going to happen, there's things I needed to change there. Um, so the interesting ones for me were this strategy that a bit like Rich has talked about. I went Sanchez 2 so that I could get 6 in 27 and then bench all three of my Brighton in 28. For that, you needed a Brighton goalkeeper. So even though I think Raya and Estupnian was the better in terms of, say, points per match, they're going to play fewer matches. I wanted to be able to bench my Brighton players so I could get more points overall. I went McAllister and Matoma. I think March looked brilliant as well. I think there's nothing in that. You pick two of the three, you hope for the best. That at all skill, no luck. I played the one that had the most points. Cool, whatever. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I guess the other thing is looking ahead with the Trippier, Botman. That's more forward planning. The one I actually regret a bit more is Chilwell. So I had a, I think when we discussed this before, I had a Reese James team. Yeah. And when Reese James was out, I did James to Botman for like the future planning as opposed to James to Chilwell. Now, I'm not sure I was ever that close, but I wish I'd looked at it a bit more. Yeah. And then we, Andy, chatted just before the deadline about dropping Rashford and playing both yeah. our Brighton midfields, didn't we? Yeah. Now, again, to be honest, I'm not sure that was ever going to happen. But that would have been lovely. Um, but all things considered, I'm content. I think it's not actually set up going forward for my plan. Unfortunately, my plan has just started about 30 points behind. Yeah, exactly. And also, like I was talking um, to somebody the other day saying how not that long ago, it was season-ending to have gone with Haaland over Rashford for triple captain. No one thinks about that anymore. You know, ranks have gone up and down, left and right, all over the place since then. It will be the same with this one. Like, it feels horrible now, but it will, it will get forgotten about in a couple of weeks' time. Like, oh, genuinely, it will. You know the worst thing, and I'm sure Rich is the same here, how, how many weeks have we spent having Salah, Darwin in our team? How yeah. many times have we, you know, taken, taken stuff from the chat saying, oh, Darwin can't finish, he's terrible? Don't even get to enjoy it. The time he finally returns on on those numbers, I oh, sold no. him. So I can't even enjoy my uh, my bad decisions. Well, it makes what... it so, so much worse. The fact that <laughs> I looked earlier, there's only been three game weeks I've not had Salah. Both wild cards, I went without Salah. The first one, I got him immediately back. <laughs> and then a couple of weeks ago, do you remember? I was like, I don't want to sell Salah. I did Salah yeah. to Bruno and then back. Oh, so I can top you slightly on that. So obviously I'm assuming we all captained Salah when Bournemouth got destroyed by them 9-0 and he did nothing. It's a yeah. good thing they don't play that team anytime soon, right? Um, <laughs> but do you remember, was it like five years ago? Maybe maybe Salah's first season. Before a Bournemouth match, there was a reason, a bad reason. Now this was a bad decision. There was a bad <laughs> reason to sell Salah. I forget was what it was. Lunchtime. Yeah, it was lunchtime uh, kickoff. Goodness. Yeah. I remember I, it well. I've tried to block Scored it out, but yeah, yeah, something like that. He just hadn't and, scored um, for a while. I think it might have been his second season. Okay, fine. Yeah, well, it's second season syndrome, mate. That was clearly a good decision to get rid of. But yeah, so I got <laughs> rid of him. And now that was, you know, you can discuss decision outcome, whatever you want this week. That was a bad decision. That was a bad decision. Sold Salah the week before Bournemouth. He scored a hat-trick against Bournemouth. And I'm pretty sure that destroyed half my season there as well. Yeah. Everybody's got a Salah story. Do you remember when um, Salah was playing Crystal Palace and we found out he wasn't going to be playing early so everybody moved him out or everybody took captaincy off of him 
And yep. then he came on and got two yeah. goals and, a, and an assist, didn't he? And ended up yeah. top scorer for the week. There were some people who captained Mane instead, and they were looking like geniuses until, yeah. well, until the oh, full time whistle. Do you remember the the triple captain one? Was it uh, uh, three years ago or something? Yeah. Well, it was like triple captain Mane or triple captain Salah, complete coin toss, and then Mane got injured in like the first game. I was yeah. on Salah, complete luck. You know, got twenty odd more points or something silly and. My, my my small claim to fame is the wrong word on Salah is um, I owned him from the very first game week he was in the entire game. First oh. week he joined, I owned him when he was... Because, yeah, oh, you know, go back to looking at numbers and stuff. He had very, very good stats in Italy. He was nicely priced. So at Liverpool then? You didn't have him Chelsea, Chelsea Salah? Oh, gosh, no. Yeah. Good point. No, I did not have... No, no, fair enough. That no, no, not that, good, not, yeah. not, not that much of foresight. No, didn't it's not like us to go early, isn't it? Anyway, uh, yeah, moving on to... I think the learning there... I mean, there's no real learning, but I think... If you remove possibly the best player in the game, then you might get punished. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like... players score points and we need we need those. I'll write that down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on to a player that uh nobody saw getting dropped. Although uh me and Rich did go on a um uh pod after uh my members only pod last week where uh, me and Baker were saying how we weren't massive fans of Sanchez. We still didn't expect for him to be dropped from the Brighton team altogether. Not so much dropped either. He was benched, wasn't he? Which is even worse. It wasn't like an injury or anything like that. He was just benched. And um, uh, Deserby came out after and said, I just I just fancy playing Steele at the moment. I feel like Steele is better for the team and better for the way I want to play. And so I've benched Sanchez, which makes it seem like Steele is going to be the man moving forward. I wouldn't say we're 100% certain on that. But still did play well in the in the game. You know, they obviously kept a clean sheet. He played well as well. But, and Rich, I'm going to hand it over to you in a second because I know you've been looking at it more than anybody else recently because you're bench boosting 27. Trying to find a replacement for Sanchez is not easy when you consider the double, then the blank, then the double. Are you tempted to just go straight to steel and just hope that it works out? Yes. So like you said, I think key for me is obviously I'm on this bench boost 27 strategy, which I think a, quite, there's quite a few people on it, but it's not the most popular strategy. I think most people are going for the better double yeah. in, in 29. So the most obvious move or the easiest move would be just to move it to steel and hope yeah. that steel plays because otherwise it opens a whole can of worms. Because what you then need to start doing is if you want a third Brighton, you're going to have to do a hit. But most of the defenders we've wildcarded for already play in the blank in 28. Yeah. As we mentioned before, if you don't have a Brighton goalkeeper, you're probably going to be playing with 10 at most players, maybe even have eight or nine. So then you're lo- you're gaining a doubler, but then losing the player in the in the blank. So I, f- I feel like going to steal, obviously you're going to have to keep my eye on all the news this week um, coming out of Brighton. But I think switching to steal and just going ahead with the bench boost would be the easiest route. Yeah. There are other options, like you could go to Guaita, for example. He's got a double this week. I mean, it's it's not a very nice double, though. No. Um, but then because you've got Raya, I'm assuming people have Raya and Sanchez if they're going for this. Because you have Raya, you have Raya in the blank, and then you've got you've already used your bench boost, so you just play Raya, who doubles in 29. Not a very nice double, but at least he doubles, and then you're through that tricky period. Yeah. The other two options are, though, I think, are to go for... De Gea or Edison? I know Edison's going to be quite eyebrow-raising, <laughs> but the thing with Edison is obviously there's lots of there's doubles to come after yeah. after 29 onwards, and you could still play Raya in 28 and 29. Mm-hmm. 
And then you're kind of a transfer ahead because I know Praz, um, Praz was one of the managers saying he's going to look at Edison. Yeah. I think I'm almost certainly going to go for Edison because I don't think there's going to be a clear Man City defender to go for. So going to fall for that trap again because there's the doubles towards the end of the season. It's really tricky. And I know people say I talk about goalkeepers too much. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because I've gone from Ed. I did a hit to remove Edison for Pickford. Then I've wildcarded to get a player who's been dropped. Yeah. And now I'm looking at moving on to get to Edison again. So I think from the bench boost strategy, I think Steele would be the obvious and ideal one. Otherwise, it's De Gea or Edison. And I think the the way De Gea works, even though you just lost 7-0, seven, seven yeah. you've got a good double in 29. Yeah. And you can play Raya in the, in the other weeks as well. I don't, I don't hate the Edison move. I do love the fact you've gone from Edison to Pickford to, to Sanchez, now you're getting Edison back again. <laughs> I, do, I To be perfectly honest, I don't hate just going for Steele. And I, I guess it's because you've obviously got the, the bench boost that you're thinking about for 27, but surely the, if he is going to keep it, even if it's short term, like he gets both those games is what you're hoping at least. Like, And if he carries on, you've got then the double in 29 as well. Like, I, I think that's the way I would go. I mean, Seb, how are you feeling about this? Because you've obviously got Sanchez and you'll be looking at bench boost in 29, I would have thought. Who are you looking to go to by then? Yeah, so, I mean, firstly, Rich, would you delay your bench boost to 29 or you just sell on 27? I have considered it, but I think this week has just highlighted why I hate the bench boost chip. And yeah. right, I don't think I would have wildcarded if if I wasn't going to be bench boosting this week. So but is that's that, how is much that... I hate the chip. So I just want it gone. Because well, okay. the fact that in 24, well, was it even 24 hours? Within 24 or definitely within 48 hours, everything we know has changed. Like, yeah. you know, a Brighton yeah. keeper's been dropped. I mean, thank God he didn't get dropped, you know, during the double. It yeah, shows yeah. how close he was to being dropped. I mean, imagine he'd just been dropped during a during double game. It would have been even more painful. Yeah, that, def- that definitely would have yeah. been. Yeah, at least we had I'd, a backup I'd... keeper this yeah. week. I mean, and I'd... a lot of people got good points from the backup yeah. keepers this week. Yeah. I mean, I'd say it sounds like, I think you know this, right? It sounds like you're sort of following through that plan, making that decision just because you want that, like, you want that weight gone. So I wonder if, like, your point of potential is slightly higher in 29, but they're also maybe not, then they may be close enough to not worry about it too much and be like, okay, fair enough. Like, if you just want to get that done and, like, reset with a free mind, yeah, fair enough. And the international break that Andy mentioned, that still worries me because. Oh, yeah. I I don't want to, because I'll be bench boosting this week worried even if i got steel that steel was going to play or not yeah. after the international yeah, yeah. break i could be worried that two or three players aren't going to play yeah. i guess that's obviously that's obviously independent to what has happened this week because that was the case no matter what right yeah. you know sanchez getting dropped doesn't make it more or less likely that someone else gets dropped in 29 it's still exactly the same um but to, to steer this back to your question andy i think i, I think my transfer this week will be sanchez to steel for me similar but i guess a bit different to rich i'm not going to bench, bench boost 27 uh, I think I'm going to bench boost 29. I think we can be relatively confident that still holds the position for 27. I would like that double. I would like six doublers. Uh, because I have Sanchez and Kepa, I can't just say do Sanchez to Raya or whatever. I've got I've got two Brentford defenders and Tony as well. So if I wanted to maintain the six, I have to take a minus four or I have to do Sanchez to steal if I want to maintain the six. But then also on the flip side, if I still want to do, you know, the 28, not drop a fixture there, I need to do Sanchez to steal to keep the Brighton goalkeeper. So for me, excuse me if my maths is wrong here, but it feels like taking a risk on burning one transfer and maybe having a problem later 
but in exchange for what is effectively two fixtures and probably not a minus four or one fixture and not a minus four. So I would rather take the, you know, the, the certainty of, well, at least I'm not putting myself in a position to be four points down and one fixture down and take the chance that I end up up and maybe end up in the same position anyway. If still gets dropped, then fine. I miss a fixture and I have to take a transfer, which I would have done anyway. And then for me on that as well, I would, of course, hope that he's around in 29 when I bench boost. I think we need to adjust our expectations on, well, no one saw Sanchez coming, of course, but now I think Steele, even if Deservey says, yeah, he's my guy for a while, of course Sanchez is there. He was the previous or maybe even current number one. So if our, you know, if our X-Mins for Sanchez were 89 minutes or something, even if we think Steele is number one, we probably have to adjust those down a bit. And every week we look further forward, we should further reduce our confidence. So 27, you might say, yeah, I'm 90% sure he starts both matches. For 29, you maybe should reduce that to 80%. And you should factor that into your thinking. So he becomes less certain the further you project forwards. To go back to my strategy, what I need is I need 27 and I need to hope for 29. So I think, very long-winded answer, I think that's why I'll go for steel and I think that's why it makes sense. But I acknowledge it is not the best route and I've kind of been forced into this. And I suppose the good thing about Sanchez is at least he wasn't a keeper people were expecting to play in the blank. That would be really, like, that would hurt a lot of people a lot more as well, I think, because obviously you'd be having to make that transfer. As I think Flappy is because he's he's won into bench boost in 27, but I think a lot of other people can wait until potentially after the international break to make that goalkeeper move, can't they? Whereas at least Sanchez doesn't play in 28, so you've got your other keeper that can play, hopefully. Um I still, if if Fabianski's out, I've still got a soft spot for Ariola. That sounds weird. Didn't think I'd say that tonight. <laughs> but I still think he's got the best double out of everybody. I think Southampton at home, Newcastle at home is really nice. I know West Ham aren't the best, but you're also, you know, 4.3 million keeper. You can just keep on the bench moving forward. I still think that's quite a nice move. So if it looks like Fabianski is not going to be back and there's mixed reports, I think Ariola's not a bad way to go. Um, Should I just quickly, I think we've got this on the screen, just quickly walk through what we've got here, just because there are some other options. Yes, you mentioned go for it. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we very quickly put together, obviously very clearly inspired by the work of uh, Ben Quellen and Lego Mane, but a bit of a combination of some keeper stats and their coming fixtures. Uh, these are viable replacements for Sanchez, I think. So obviously not everyone. Uh, you mentioned West Ham there. We've got Fabianski and Ariola because obviously Ariola's played like four matches. So you might want to combine the numbers there to see what they could expect going forward likewise we've put sanchez in there for a reference point steel points per 90 for example is on six that's that's nonsense don't worry about that you know sanchez is on 3.68 that's probably a better reference point our goalkeepers here are Ariola, fabianski so west ham depends on fitness how fabianski is if you can go there if we're not sure you probably can't go for either of them we have nick pope who i think might be popular especially if you don't have mm. double newcastle defense elsewhere uh de gea edison ward Guaita, who I think actually comes up quite nicely in a lot of the fixtures, but maybe isn't playing for the best team. Uh, Kepa, Rea, Sanchez still there, obviously. And then Ramsdale. I think probably no one goes there. But objectively, it's a half-decent shout. We just have other Arsenal spots and are probably moving away from Arsenal for some of these fixtures. Uh, we have them as well here with their price, their points per 90, the team XGA per 90. So that's expected goals against that team. So West Ham for Ariola, obviously saves per 90 and bonus per 90 just so we can take those into our consideration if we want and then the right hand side of this i think it does fit nicely on the screen yeah just about yeah. it's probably the more interesting thing i think for us this shows fixtures we've color coded them there's obviously doubles highlighted there's blanks highlighted we've color coded them 
by that team's XG. So it's kind of split into like the worst five, the second worst five, the middle. And then there was like, I think it was just like Brighton on their own. And then Liverpool, Arsenal, City are right at the top with the best, you know, XG together in the league. Oh, Man United and Newcastle were just behind as well, I think, just near Brighton. Um, so ideally, you want to avoid your red, avoid your orange, go for your green and yellow and whatnot. So for my strategy, I think still makes a lot of sense. But this is where we come back to what you've been saying. And I think you can see how Edison would become attractive later. Of course, some of these fixtures might change with the FA Cup results. Um, I think you can see why people would want Nick Pope. And if you don't have Raya, does that feel a very easy one for you? Like if you did only have double Brentford, you want to go Raya. It covers the short term, decent for the long term. What do you say? I can't see many people having Sanchez and not Raya. Or you'd have, well, I don't know. That could be false. But you'd have worked out a rotation. So you're covering doubles and blanks, I'd imagine. So, but I mean, this is really good what, what you put together there, Seb, and it's a useful way of seeing it quickly. And it shows, yeah, with the TBCs, you know, the additional fixtures, shows why going Sanchez was very, very viable because you had these extra, extra fixtures. And yeah, like you say, that's why I was also considering Edison and De Gea because it's turning a bad situation into at least hopefully getting an extra double, double down the line. Um, and it, I think it does show if you go for steel, a lot of people are going to be using the transfer on a goalie anyway down the line, even if they think they might not. Um, yeah. I think people will be. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? It is a tough one at the moment. And this is the kind of thing where we, you know, we say this every single week. Things change so quickly. And for, for the thought of Sanchez getting benched is just, just ridiculous. I, honestly, I still can't believe it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> like... I didn't even look when the when the um. Things came out when the team sheets came out. I think it was Seb that went, "Oh, Steele's in goal." <laughs> no, I, see, I, I saw like, it straight. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wasn't looking for it. I just saw Steele, and I was uh, like, right at the top, and I was yeah, like in shock. Yeah. <laughs> like, I genuinely didn't think that was a concern. I feel of all of all the crazy things that happened this week, my my goalkeeper getting dropped was was not the one I saw coming. No, no, and like Andy said, if it was an injury. Like obviously, I don't want to wish injury on a player, but that would be so much easier to sort because you just yeah. go for steel. The yeah. only situation is because there's not a third choice keeper, is there? Because that guy's on loan. Tony, um, Tony's just hit the woodwork from a free kick now. Yeah. Has he? Oh. Um, and that's the thing. Like, it, there's it, yes, like obviously, you know, steel could be now the man or whatever. But there's it could just be a I want to kick Sanchez up the bum kind of thing and get him into shape a bit more and stop these you know mistakes he's making, whatever it is. And then Sanchez could come in after a week. Like and and he's coming in halfway through the double game week, like Rich said. So it's um, yeah, it's not the ideal situation, and it is not as easy as just saying you could just move to steel and all your problems are yeah. solved. Like there are still a, a lot of issues doing that as well. Yeah. I think with this, and hopefully we're visualizing a bit helps. Is I've got Kepper and Sanchez. So if I went steel, like I said, I want to cover my short term there. Longer term or medium term, Kepper's good. And then when we get those other fixtures added in, one of them I may well free hit for. Uh, depending on when it falls so obviously that's not a problem at all and then the other one there's either a transfer to come or i'm not bench boosting beyond 29 i don't think so i think i i, I need one goalkeeper i can organize the double for that so i think as long as steel gets me through say 27 hopefully 29 i think i'm okay so for me i would be picking people out from here that look good from 30 onwards if it's not steel otherwise you obviously need to cover the short term yeah. Who would you both, if you were on wildcard, who I know we're going to get onto that shortly, but just from the keepers, because I think I'd look at like Raya and Pope or Raya and Kepper. Check what I actually put down. Well, I'm on Raya <laughs> and Kepper, and I think I'd be on those. Yeah. 
Yeah. I did, yeah, I, I did Rayo and Clapper, yeah. yeah. You just switch, yeah, you just switch to like... But Rayo and Pope right could, hockey, but you... could work quite nicely because you'll get that extra fixture down the line. Yeah. So it could save you a transfer down the line. Yeah, yeah. don't hate that, yeah. I think, like, like, like we've said a few times, I think it depends on what you plan to do 27, 29 as well, right? The thing with Pope that's nice as well is like you're not going to want their attacking assets at the moment. Like you're not going to want Newcastle attacking assets, and you can obviously. Oh my god! Oh goal, Fulham goal. Uh, actually, actually, yeah. Manos I'm watching the free again. kick now. Are they going to? That's Solomon again. Oh, um, yeah, and it's you're not going to want their attacking assets at the moment. I mean, I say that again, everything could change, but it's it's kind of how it's looking, isn't it? Um, yeah. The only thing with that is, I guess the defenders are such good value for Newcastle. They might yeah. be good ways to get off the Brentford players. Yeah. And I'm yeah, not saying that just because Brentford have just conceded. Yeah. But they're doubling 29. I mean, it's it's not nice. No, no, exactly. Um, right. Let's just have a quick look at uh, Lego Mane's fixtures before we look at the wildcard suggestions then. So uh, we've got the fixtures up on the uh, screen at the moment. So we've got game week 26, which has obviously been a completely normal game week. Next game week is game week 27, where we've got Brighton, Crystal Palace, Brentford and Southampton that are doubling. Then we've got game week 28, which is obviously the blank game week with Brighton blanking, which is obviously the big thing. And then we've got game week 29, which is a massive double game week. Game week 30, most probably game week 31 is going to be a double game week as well. Uh, so it, it's obviously all going on at the moment. And because of that, we're, we're focusing on certain teams. And that's why people that wildcarded this week were focusing more on those teams than, say, a Liverpool that were playing Manchester United. So there were some ideas behind, obviously, what we were doing. And it obviously wasn't a silly idea because quite a lot of people did it. But moving on to if you are wildcarding this week... We've got Seb, our lovely Seb, who, is, who loves coming up with wildcards at the moment, Seb. Uh, you have come up with what you would wildcard into this week. Um, still no Salah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Excuse me. I was I was clearly revolted by that idea. So, um, so yeah, I have, I've left like a little free spot, actually. So um, in the midfield, you could well have Salah on this because I think that's the, in- at least for how I've tried to set up here. I think that's the interesting pivot point that would change for a lot of people. Yeah. So for me, obviously it's different when you're wildcarding. You probably do give it more thought. You're more attached to it. So this this may may have a few changes people would make. But for me, for 27, I think this is what I would aim for. Uh, rare and goal with Kepa. We have Gabriel Chilwell. Mentioned him. I guess I'm just reacting to the fact that 90 minutes looked good. That would confirm mm-hmm. it for me. Uh, Trippier, Dunk, rather than obviously Sanchez. And Ben Mee at the back. I then have Saka, McAllister, Matoma and Rashford in midfield, which is exactly my midfield at the moment. Apart from that last spot, I've got Erdegaard. This is where you could potentially go, say, Martinelli or Erdegaard. If Trossard is out, I wonder if Martinelli is the better pick for the short term, especially if you would then use this slot to get, say, Fernandes later. But we can cover that. Mm-hmm. Another option is Solly March. You could triple up on the Brighton midfield, go for your Newcastle defender in the dunk slot, which is similar. I've got double Newcastle at the moment, similar to what some people might have. I think that's quite nice. It's maybe the slightly, well, the word is the slightly more different approach to this, but it gives you, obviously it gives you an issue in 28. You can't bench three midfielders, but it does give you access to all three of those midfielders for Brighton. You don't have to worry about that decision we're all making. And I think they all look brilliant. I think that midfield looked good. I think Brighton looked good. I think there are points there. Um, you could also put Fernandez or Madison in there in preparation for the future. Again, of course, with Fernandez, that's an issue in 28. So you may rather transfer him in rather than start with him. And then finally, you could, of course, have Salah. This team here does have budget for Salah. You play him in 27 against Bournemouth. You take your hat trick and then you either hold <laughs> him through or you move him on to, say, Fernandes or something, which I think is nice and easy ahead of 29, where Man United probably 
have the better double. Uh, and then finally up front, there's Tony, Watkins and Kane. Obviously no Haaland there. I think you can keep Haaland. But if you are now wildcarding slightly later, Haaland doesn't play in 28 and plays a single in 29, right? It's Liverpool away, I think. Yeah. You get Haaland back in 30, right? This plan would have Tony to Haaland in 30. But I think there's an edge to be gained there in not having Haaland for two weeks, which is only one fixture when your replacement could have three fixtures. So Haaland yeah. would have to do a lot of damage, which of course he could do, but he could has to do a lot of damage to make up for, say, for example, it's Watkins here, but it could be Ian Acho, it could be Jao Felix, if you fancied that. Um, and then I think there's some planned transfers you'd want to keep in mind, just with the team I've got up here, rather than some of those options I presented. You'd do Dunk to Botman, I think, in 28, um, especially if you went with Sorry, if you didn't go a triple Brighton midfield, obviously, because then you want to be able to bench, you know, not have a blank slot in 28. Uh, 29 is that mid spot, whoever that is, to Fernandez, I think, unless you're holding. Alternatively, you could do Saka if you wanted to hold, say, Salah to Fernandez or Madison. And then an additional move could be Gabriel to Shaw or Dallow, which will give you double or triple Man United ahead of their double in 29. And then finally in 30, I think you do Tony quite probably to Haaland to get back on Haaland ahead of some much better fixtures for Man City. Yeah, I think um, I, it's one thing I was going to ask you, Rich, about this team is is about Haaland. I 100% don't think you can go with Haaland if you go with uh, triple up a Brighton midfielders plus Rashford because you've only got one midfielder that can play in 28. And if you had, obviously, Haaland as well, that's, you know, really messing you up. But you've already alluded to it a little bit, Ready, Rich, is that the if you're looking just purely at fixture, and this is not based on what we've seen this week, this is just looking at fixture... The best fixture next week is Liverpool at home to Bournemouth, isn't it? Like it, it is. They're at yeah. home is, or away, actually. Is it, well, I think it's it away. It might be away, sorry. Which may still, not make still, a huge difference. Yeah, still yes. the best fixture, yeah. But obviously, if you're wildcarding this week, what would you do? Would you be putting them in? Like, because you're probably going to want to have two, aren't you? If you're going to maximise the points from that fixture. Don't think you could go with Darwin because of the template forward line that is there for a reason. You'd want to go with Salah. Would you want to go for a defender as well? Like, how would you play it with that? Considering the fact that also you're not having Haaland against Crystal Palace too, it starts getting really tricky, doesn't it? It does. It does. I mean, this is this is why I, I really didn't want to well, like delay it a week because I felt like it would become inevitable anyway. I wouldn't want to remove any Liverpool assets. Yeah. However, if you're set on wildcarding, something's got to give here. Like, like Seb's laid out here, Going without Haaland would make things easier to navigate, but then Haaland could do exactly what Salah has has just done, mm. but at a much higher effective ownership. And people would be like, "Why have I removed Haaland?" Well, honestly, I don't. And if you go for Salah in this team, you've got one midfielder who who plays next week in the blank. Yeah, the only midfielder you'd have playing is is Saka, and you have to play a minimum of of two midfielders for a valid formation. I think it's really, really tricky. And that's why I think as much as I want Liverpool players, I was actually looking very briefly last night at free hitting this week instead of bench boosting, looking at ways to get Liverpool players in. The thing is, you're not going to be captain of them because it's a double game week. So that, that kind of devalues them a little bit. So I think as much as I, you know, I like Liverpool assets, you know, me and Seb have been told off, you've been told off, Andy, for talking about them too much. <laughs> Um, if I was wildcarding this week, I, I actually don't think I would go for any Liverpool players. Mad, but that's why I don't really like the, the wildcard this week. I think it's really hard to make it work. I, 
I think I want to go for them, at least one of them. But the problem is, by going for them, I think I would hurt my game week 28, game week 29, if that makes sense. I think sense. you'd be costing yourself a player down the line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could even be costing yourself doublers as well. You could even force yourself into a hit or two. Mm. And then suddenly, even if he does get 20... I mean, I was pained about not having Salah this week for 21 points. But I, like I said, I've had to do 16 points of hits over the next three weeks. Yeah. So that's kind of negated some of it. Yeah. And so you can get in that situation where, yeah, maybe Salah gets 20 points this week. And that's like best case scenario, but you could ebb it all away with little hits here and there, lose mm-hmm. fixtures here and there. All those, you know, two and four points add up quite quickly. Yeah. I'd be, I, I'd be, I think that's the thing. Oh, sorry, please. Andrew. I'd be really interested. Obviously, we're going to look at Joe's as well. I'd be really interested to look at how these wildcards are looking for people wildcarding this week. And because obviously we can do it looking at this like that and going, oh, yeah, I wouldn't go Salah, things like that. But obviously, when you're actually wildcarding, your decisions are different, aren't they? Because you're not just looking at it. You are looking at it differently, aren't you? And you're actually doing it. And I'd love to see how heavy people are going on Liverpool because that is the best fixture. I mean, it's peak FPL that they're going to lose 1-0 to Bournemouth. Like, it really <laughs> is peak FPL. And like, and that, that kind of thing happens all the time. All of a sudden, Man United are going to do really well next week against Southampton. They've just lost 7-0. Liverpool are going to lose 1-0 to Bournemouth. It could very easily happen, couldn't it? I mean, Seb, if obviously you've come up with this already but gun to your head now if you were wildcard in this week would Harlan and Salah be in it um I mean I guess technically I've got neither in this so I should probably be true and obviously you've mentioned the 28 thing is here as well so what I've set up here and I probably didn't emphasize this enough so thank you is that with this midfield you do need to be very careful about 28 Mm. with that final spot maybe you'd prefer some Brighton defense or even Ferguson um I definitely wouldn't have both like definitely and I think here I would have gone Odegaard or better set up for the future, like a Madison or something. Uh, maybe you have Madison instead of another Brighton midfielder, rather, if you wanted to keep Salah. The difference, as you as you mentioned, the difference. <laughs> sorry? Warprouse. <laughs> oh, Warprouse. Oh, goodness. It's probably still a good pick. That's the stupid thing, right? Like, missed a penalty. Well, you got a penalty. You still doubles in 27. Um, I think, like, as you, as you alluded to there, though, it's the we can do this without the emotional attachment. If you are now in the position where you're hitting the button in 27 and you own Salah and you have to physically remove Salah from your team after 20.1 points ahead of Bournemouth, yeah. it's the same buttons we have to click, but yours are a lot heavier than mine, right? Mine's gone. My buttons are easy. They're light. They're stupid. They cost me points. It's tough. And I would understand why, for example, I think Joe has Salah and his. I get that. I feel that. And to be fair... If you were going to keep Salah, I think it makes more sense on 27 than 26, because as you explained, and as I think, which is quite nice running through this, it shows why losing Liverpool, well, maybe we should have given it some more thought. It did make sense when we were looking at fixtures and routes through the next you know, half dozen weeks. Liverpool were a problem. You had to plan to accommodate for them, and that would cost you potentially Brighton fixtures or what have you. And Brighton are brilliant. I yeah. guess I opted for that and it went very wrong. But yeah, Joe, Joe, I think has got a different idea, right? Sorry, go on, Rich. I I wanted to really quickly touch on a a route. I know I mentioned it on WhatsApp earlier. And again, it's one of these things that's easier said than done. But I did like the idea, actually, of wildcarding this week. Then you could stick with the triple Liverpool. You could even have triple Man United if you want. And free hitting. Then you free hit in 28. And then you've got all... I mean, Liverpool don't have the best double in 29, which we've not mentioned. But Is it Chelsea and City away or something? Yeah. Yeah. It it, 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 it is a tough one. I mean, I guess it depends... 
depends on your decision on your you know your opinion of Chelsea, but yeah, I think it's tough, isn't it? Yeah, but you could free hit because you you don't want to have too many Man United and Liverpool players. Then you're back in 29. You could even look at bench boost in 29. I haven't worked out an exact team to do this. I think it's that's very very viable because you could have maybe you'll go a bit lighter on the Brentford assets, yeah. but you could have you could have all your Brighton, you could have all your Man United, you can have all your all your Liverpool free hit next week. I know a lot of people didn't like the free hit 28. Do you remember last last episode I put together a draft? Yeah. Although I think it's a bit easier now because you can put players like Kane in. Yeah. Whereas we were scrabbling around for players like Yao Felix or yeah. whoever. So I, I think that that, that could work, but you're putting a lot of eggs in the Liverpool basket. You're almost yeah. doubling down on what we've just seen yesterday. It's just so funny though, isn't it? How Because the, the player that I found trickiest on my wildcard was Haaland. Because I was like, do I go Haaland? Because he, he obviously he's got the blank and he's got a tough fixture and... I was looking at it thinking I could I could go away from Haaland for a couple of weeks. I had no value in him. And people are going to be thinking that with Salah. They've just brought Salah back in. Like he's obviously got twenty one points. Is he the player that's going to be trickiest? And I genuinely think he is the player that people are going to be like, Do I go with Salah? He blanks next week. He's instantly a problem. Like and and he is the player I think is going to be a problem because you look at that midfield. You're going to find it hard to not go with two Brighton players. You're going to find it hard to not go with Rashford against Southampton. You're going to find it hard to not have an Arsenal mid. And then all of a sudden, like you said, you've got one midfielder for the blank game week. So I I think it's going to be trickier than people think. I mean, if we look at Joe's now, has he got a solution? He's got Salah and he's only playing one midfielder in the blank game week. Obviously, he could be using a transfer and and, and dealing with that. It's a nice problem to have. I will say that. I think he said he was transferring Salah straight out, right? Playing for Bournemouth, transfer him out, presumably to Madison based on this team. And then to Bruno? Yeah. So Joe's team at the moment, Raya and and Kepa, then he's got Gabriel... I was going to say Omri then. Uh, Henry, Trippier, yeah, Trippier, Botman and Estupinan. Then he's got Saka, Salah, McAllister, Matoma and Rashford with Tony, Haaland and Watkins. So at the moment, he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people in the blank. So he's yeah. got, at the moment, he's got Raya, he's got Gabriel, he's got Henry, Trippier and Botman. So he's got four at the back. He's got uh, Saka and then he's got Tony and Watkins. So that's it at the moment. So obviously he's got a transfer he could use to get him up to eight. But this is also the problem with this game week is that there are so many teams with such lovely fixtures that you want for this week, like Rashford, like Salah, like Haaland. Um, but they obviously don't play in the blank. And you have to have those Brentford and Brighton players, at least four or five of them. So it's a really tough week. And I I think there's something to be said for do you go without Haaland, like Seb did in the one? Do you go without Salah and you go against that Bournemouth thing? I th- I genuinely think it's really tough. I mean, Seb, what do you think about Joe's one? And are these valid concerns that I'm kind of bringing up? Uh, yeah, I think they are. We should, of course, stress that this is Monday evening. Joe will work on this. Uh, no, he's kindly locked sh- He's locked. Uh, fair enough. Unlucky, Joe. <laughs> uh, um, no, he, he's, he's kindly shared this as a work in progress. What, what I asked for, um, as I mentioned, is because I, I could put one together, you know, as someone who has no emotional attachment. I wanted to see what someone who was actually having to think about this was looking at, because I think that provides a more interesting angle for people watching who are in the same position. Um, so Joe has kindly provided this. Of course, there are things to change. This probably won't be his team, but I think it's a good idea of what he's thinking. And for me, maybe it does come down to that Haaland or Salah decision. Um, mm. Very easy to go Haaland to Kane. Maybe you could stay with the cheap forward. You could go Joe Felix or Ian Acho or Danny Solanke. Ings. 
with the Solanke, actually, Solanke is always there for you yeah. if you want 20 million in a bank. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think personally I would rejig this, but, you know, obviously. The one thing, aside from, you know, we've covered a lot of that already, one thing I do want to call out is that a Stupnian between 28 and, 28 and 29 isn't it? it's an international break. A Stupnian is all over the world, I believe, down to Australia for yeah. that. That doesn't mean he won't play for Brighton, but of all the players to pick and need available for a double, a player who can be rotated out of that team that was subbed for Gross to go to left back when the game was won, fine, but it brought well back on up front. We've seen Brighton cope without him in the past, and that would move McAllister backwards as well, by the way, which would damage my team. I think if you were worried about that and you want this sort of setup, you go Ryan Dunk because Brian Dunk, Lewis Dunk. Brian Dunk. That's a flashback. Lewis Dunk, because I think you have a little more security there around a week that could cause you a little problem with the Stupnian. But hey, the Stupnian's probably got a better attacking threat, so that's that's your risk or reward. Yeah, there is a small risk over McAllister as well, which we were aware of last week. But I think they've got so Argentina. Sorry, I should say. Yeah. Argentina also travel around the world. They've got a bit more break between games. Also, the Argentina games on the 28th of March against a country I can barely pronounce. uh, Curacao, I think. (laughs) But the drink. (laughs) The drink. Yeah. So I, I think it's a slightly longer, slightly longer gap. So maybe maybe less worrying. But again. It's worth, you know, keeping an eye on. That's a fair do you find Joe's team really interesting? I think it shows, you know, as someone who's invested in their in their wild card, it's very similar. As in, there's four players I feel like you can't really argue with. I yeah. think when you look at Seb's team, when you look at our wild cards, and then you look at look at this, look at Joe's team, the two Brighton mids, Rashford and Saka, kind kind of picked themselves. I think it would take someone quite brave to go without. I'd say, especially because Rashford after the blank he's obviously got a very very good double and may well be the most popular captain um going into game week 29 so you've only really got that one spot that you know the Salah spot we talked about I mean there are punts you could look at you could look at Zaha who's got the immediate double you could look at War Prowse who's got the immediate double they both want pens both aren't very good at pens both have got very tough fixtures but you could look at little things like that as well yeah it's I think yeah carry on I was just going to say, I think the Brighton midfielders are interesting. I mean, if it weren't for the whole Liverpool thing, I would have loved us to talk that more. It's now less relevant, of course. But um, McAllister and Matoma March are all brilliant. I think March could well have returned as many points uh, at the weekend. He looked good. He was very involved. He was close. Kept you know, assisting the, old, the assistant, assisting assister. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And those two linking um, up for a penalty obviously helped, as yes. in McAllister and Matoma. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. And like Matoma had one shot. It will look massive on XG because he slid in to tap it in yeah. on the line. But the actual chance was kind of hard and rare. It just happened that he tapped it in for a silly high XG chance. McAllister took a penalty. I think before this, I thought McAllister was my favourite. And I think I stick with that. With the proviso, he stays at 10. And we know there is a risk there, of course, not just with the travelling, but with if someone is dropped, McAllister probably does drop back deep, you know, if a Stupnian gets dropped, which is a which is a knock-on from that. But he's on penalties. He's on some of the set pieces. And he looks very threatening. Uh, he gets into the box a lot. He was, you know, you watch those highlights, you see the chances they were creating. He's always there around. When Matoma was sliding in, McAllister was on the penalty spot ready in case they came that way. Matoma obviously is, is a popular pick. He's done well in the past. I think he probably has better long-term numbers than Marsh. But Marsh probably looks the most improved in this team, if you account for McAllister moving to 10. I think you pick two out of a hat unless you have some other insight. For example, McAllister's travelling or something like that. Yeah, and... I think I think we used to say this with Liverpool assets. With these Brighton assets, pick your two and don't change them <laughs> because they're going to probably interchange their points quite a bit, aren't they? And there's going to be people that were on March. I'm on March. I benched him. 
there's going to be people that go right. I need to move to McAllister, and it's probably not it's the like, right thing to yeah, do. Yeah, like Martinelli to Odegaard. That yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. I mean, if everyone who didn't wildcard and um, had had say like Salah, Trent, and Darwin, if you could just keep taking hits to swap them back and forward, that'd be grand. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think is going to get forward. So, um, like I said, I, I think that all the issues we were finding with wildcard, there's going to be other issues with this this wildcard. It is a lot harder than you think it is, and I think I would have Salah. But what I would do is I would have to somehow move things around to mean that I wasn't blanking so much in the game week 28. And that I'd, and then I'm starting to think, well, what's the point of having Salah? It's only one week. And yeah, it just all becomes harder then, doesn't it? So it, it is tricky. And that's without even thinking about the fact that Haaland's there as well. So um, yeah, if it wasn't a, a double, if it wasn't a double, then I think Salah would be almost Fine. a no brainer. Yeah. But it is a double. Yeah. And so you haven't got the value of captaincy there. And a good fixture doubles as well. That, that's the other thing. Like, yeah, yeah. They are nice doubles. Like Brentford and Brighton have two really nice fixtures. It's not exactly. like 29 where Brentford have an, uh, it's, it's not a great double. Like this is a good double. So yeah, it's um it's going to be tough. And like we said, Rashford's got a nice fixture. Haaland's got a nice fixture. Like it's it's not easy. So yeah, for all the people on Game Week 27, have a good go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we haven't um, even talked about your benching dilemmas after you finish your wild card. Well, yeah, I've got bench dilemma this week. I've got um, I'm, I've got Arsenal on my bench. I've got Zinchenko and Odegaard on my bench playing away at Fulham, which feels horrible. But uh, you know, obviously, if I if I bring up my team now, that was a nice little segue, Rich. Thank you very much. Uh, so this is my team looking at the um, game week coming up. So we've got Raya in goal, who's obviously got the double. We've got Henry, who's got the double. Estupinan, who's got the double. Then Trippier, who's home to Wolves. Then I've got March, who's got the double. Saka, who's away to Fulham. Matoma, who's got the double. Rashford, who's home to Southampton. Then Kane, who's home to Nottingham Forest. Haaland, who's away to Crystal Palace. And Tony, who is my captain at the moment, who's got the double. Then I've got Kepper on the bench. Odegaard, Botman at home to Wolves. And Zinchenko on my bench. That's a really lovely bench. <laughs> um, but I've also got one, two, three, four, five, six players who are doubling. I don't think I could get much better with this team, to be perfectly honest. Hence the you know dilemma with the uh, the bench there. But I, I'm I'm happy with this. There's nothing I could really do. I don't want to play Odegaard over anybody there. I can't play Odegaard over anybody there. Um, Zinchenko, third on my bench. And Botman at home to Wolves there's nobody I could bring him in for either. I would play Trippier over him every time. So there's literally nothing I can do, to be perfectly honest. I'm I'm quite happy with this team. Uh, I don't know what you guys think. Um, yeah. I'm rolling, obviously. Um, yeah, it looks good. It looks really good. Oh, yeah. It actually makes me wonder if you had, say you had Sa- um, Salah instead of Odegaard. Yeah. You'd still have like a benching dilemma. As, yeah. <laughs> as in, you'd either have to play Salah over Kane, Haaland, Saka or Rashford. I know. Look at all those pen takers <laughs> on there. Like Saka, Kane, Harlan, Tony and Rashford are all on. Well, Rashford, maybe not, but they're all on pens. And obviously Matoma and March both have the double. Who who would I play Salah instead of? Like, exactly. um, and this is, I can't remember how much I've got in the bank. I think I've got three mil in the bank. So we've, we've got, I've got money to move forward as well. Like it's, um, yeah, I'm obviously very happy with this team. Uh, as long as something doesn't happen tonight with injuries and things like that. But yeah, I don't think there's too much I would change about this team. Um, moving on to Rich's team. And obviously you are 95% locked in with a bench boost. I mean, I would have been 100%. It's just the, the goalkeeper thing. So yeah. I'm going to keep my eye on if Sanchez or Steele's going to play. It sounds like Steele will. 
Um, yeah. Obviously, I've got to be prepared for it to backfire. I've got to be prepared. You know, if if Sanchez does start just out of the blue again, I'll just have to take the loss, as it were. I'll have to lose, you know, a player for a double and just go from there. But yeah, I've got Raya, who doubles in goal. Gabrielle's got Fulham. Pinnock's got a double. Trippier's a home to Wolves. Yeah. Ward Prowse has a double. McAllister, captain, has a double. Matoma has a double. Saka's away at Fulham. Kane's home to Forest. Tony's got a double. Harlan's at home to Palace. Then my bench would be hopefully a doubling goalkeeper yeah. if I get Steele. Rashford at home to Southampton, which I know Seb would disagree with. Um, Botman at home to Wolves. And Zinchenko away to Fulham. So the bench boost would be a doubling keeper, hopefully. Not quite as secure as I hoped. Yeah. Rashford at home to Southampton. Botman at home to Wolves. Zinchenko away to Fulham. I think if I if I wait to 29, it doesn't look that much better. The difference would be Arsenal at home to Leeds. Yeah. See, I think so. I think that Leeds fixture for Arsenal is is quite significantly better than Fulham away. Yeah. I think. I mean, the Rashford Saka thing, whatever. Who cares? Um, yeah, I'd swap them around, but that's whatever. Would you want um, to bench Saka? Oh. But, uh, yeah, but I mean, like a bench boost, it doesn't matter, right? Like, if you were yeah, bench boost, that'd be an interesting decision. That'd be an interesting decision. I think I would play Rashford, but whatever. Um, but I think this is what I was saying earlier with like Sanchez now. So you have your benches, Rashford, Botman, and Jinchenko. I think this is where you more seriously consider delaying till 29 because you've just said how they're quite close. And I would edge 29 was better anyway. Fair enough if you don't. But I think 29 just got significantly better because you're probably gaining about two fixtures. I'll tell you what's less better. Is that English? Yes, kind of. (laughs) So Brentford have very good fixtures in this week. So I've got Pinnock and Raya. When I get to 29, I don't really want to be bench boosting with Pinnock and Raya, even though, I mean, to be honest, they've got a double, so it's not bad. could do, can you afford like Pinnock to Shaw or Pinnock to Dan? I can't. This is the thing, because I'm having to do a goalkeeper transfer, the transfers are starting to get really, really tight. And I'd almost rather be able to get to 29. Yes, I might lose some points, but I can start looking further forward than other people who are trying to, you know, I'd almost be hoping template players get injured so that I can just be concentrating yeah. on something else. I could just bench Kane, for example, in yeah, 29. And... Yeah. No, I feel you. And like even without the injuries, I think this is one of those. I remember saying this recently, but this is one of those decision outcome are so close that, yeah, fair yeah. enough, whichever way you go. And if it goes massively against you, I don't think that's on you. Unless, no, I, I want it, it done with. I mean, I can see a world where this doesn't get many points. I mean, yeah. you know, I could get still and he doesn't play. Um, Rashford or Saka they can blank that happens and then it's two defenders man imagine if Steele concedes to Leeds. i mean obviously i'll be delighted but this is an fbl show imagine he concedes like a stupid goal and then we're sat there being like oh good it's crystal palace and we have yeah. no idea if he's <laughs> just to but, i mean you. with my 15th man being sinchenko away to fulham i'm pretty i'm pretty happy with that i don't think i've had many bench boosts better set up yeah. if you're if you're going to say fulham have scored um, um no tony could have been sent off Oh. oh, really? Literally booted somebody in the head. It was not a nice Oh, gosh, challenge. he did. I've just seen that. Yeah. I mean, this it's, will it's, change um, it's, wild it's, cards it's and accidental. <laughs> just a bit. It's accidental in that, that way that most of those sort of studs up ones are because, you know, that's how you follow through. But it's also dangerous as all oh, goodness, isn't it? Oof. Right, Seb, let's move on to your team. I've done this in order based on uh, how good they look, by the way. That's entirely reasonable. Um, I mean, I got a shower, but oh, you mean the teams? <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so arrows are all over the place here. By the way, I think this is yeah. I was going to say you've got Ward Prowse. Yeah. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, Arizona all over the place. Oh, I'm sorry. They weren't there yeah. last week, so I brought them back, but I brought them back randomly. Yeah. Um, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, Rich, this is, your, this is your team. Sorry, pal. Um, I mean, I assume the other ones were in the wrong place. I assume the other <laughs> ones were in the wrong place, too, so don't worry about it. There sorry to people watching. Um, so I have Sanchez in goal, which I obviously don't, but the idea is I would like a double out of that with Steele. Trippier, Ben Mee, Henry, Saka, Rashford, Matoma, McAllister, captain. I'm confident is the wrong word, but I'm staying there. I am very happy with that. And I was I was on that before Brighton and specifically McAllister scored some goals at the weekend. So if anything, that's only confirmed my bias, which is a dangerous thing. Uh, Harland up front, of course. Kane, Forrest home. Fingers crossed for a similar Salah, a Salah return, and we're all happy. And then Tony with the vice captaincy with his double. I have Kepper on the bench, Erdegaard, Gabriel, and Botman. There is definitely a world where Erdegaard goes and, you know, what, 11 shots against Bournemouth? Uh, yeah. That's another one, isn't it? This weekend, another world, Liverpool, Man United, whatever, it's 2-1 to Liverpool, and Arsenal go and put six past Bournemouth. Like, that definitely could have happened. And what I think when we were wildcarding, we were discussing, like, is Erdogan an option? Oh, I want that Bournemouth match. You know, should I be going straight to Madison or Fernandez or something like that? So funny how that turns out. And I would not be surprised if Erdegaard goes and cashes in on those yeah. on those shots next week when I benched him. But I'm happy with Saka playing over Erdegaard, of course, I think. And then the choice would be Erdegaard versus Rashford. Well, I've told Rich I would play Saka. So I play Rashford over Saka, so I'll definitely play him over Erdegaard. Um, then the doublers, of course, I would play. And Gabriel, I think, is worse than trivia with Wolves at home and Brentford doubling so I'm comfy enough with that but I do have to spend a transfer that I don't want to spend in doing Sanchez to steal yeah nah it's really annoying that I, I don't have Sanchez and I feel really annoyed for both of you uh right no you <laughs> don't <laughs> what are you talking about what are you talking about uh right moving on to shouldn't have wildcarded boys uh moving on to the community team uh <laughs> um Talk us through how the community team did, Seb, because I know uh, this has been your baby for a little while now. Uh, smashing it still, but obviously struggled a bit this week. Yeah, so 40 points, which I think is a oh, smidge ahead of all of us. Um, because, I mean, ahead of me at least, because they're sticking me on with the clean sheet and I'm not getting that Brentford clean sheet, so it'll beat me, I think, this week. We have Kepper and Gold, Zinchenko, rather than Gabriel, uh, Henry at the back, Estupnian, Captain Saka. Uh, who won the captaincy by quite a way as well, actually. I don't think that was too close. Erdegaard, Rashford, Matoma. We played over March. That was lovely. Uh, Harry Kane, Tony, Haaland. And we have a bench of Raya, March, Trippier, Shah. So I think relatively, you know, expected wildcard from the team here. We voted to wildcard quite overwhelmingly. We voted to bench boost in 29, if I remember. And we weren't sure when we were going to free hit. So we're leaving that for a decision for later. I guess we can ask about 28 as we come up this week um, or maybe do it later. A few pivotal points, I guess, with Zinchenko over Gabriel. We've obviously got a step in rather than, say, you know, a Brighton goalkeeper, which is which is good times. Uh, we I mentioned Captain Saka, of course, didn't I? I went for Odegaard rather than Martinelli. That was that was stupidly close. It was like 49.7% to 50.3, which if I'd had more time, I might have rerun that because... That's that's not great democracy winning by that by that little reminds me of something I don't know what yeah I was gonna say um, <laughs> but um so but we do have it a guard um and we did choose to play Matoma I think actually this is the team as I lined it up and the community didn't vote to change anything I'm super interested if I just so happened to do March and Matoma the other way around if we would have voted to change it I don't think it matters like I said I think they're all even but we either got the rub of the green or we made a good decision there. And we have Matoma. We are flirting. We were down to like 60-odd K over the weekend before Liverpool happened. But we are now 95K. So still in the top 100K. And I think looking pretty good. Yeah, nice. 
so, I mean, I'm assuming rolling after the wild card makes a lot of sense here because we don't have steel either. Um, yeah. But uh, let us know in the chat what you think we should do. Uh, right, let's move on to some questions then. So, people in the chat, let us know your questions. Remember, this can be anything. It can be about your team. It can be about players. It can be about strategy. It can be about our thoughts on different things. This is your time to ask as many questions as possible. Got over four hundred people in the chat, which is great considering we've got a game on uh, that you know is so heavily backed in terms of players for FPL um, fanatics as well. So, chuck in your questions. You've got a little bit of time tonight. You've got about 10 minutes. So it's probably about two questions, which is quite nice on a scout cast. Uh, um, Can you update my rank after the Pinnock goal, by the way? What's it gone that's up not, to? That's, that's, Four, that's not 415, me, 414? We're um, 340 now. I can't believe it. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, more, I'm more cross <laughs> about the Pinnock goal than I am any of the rest of this. I've got, every other Brentford, I've got every other Brentford defender and I've lost their clean sheets. That, that'll, that'll probably take you quite close to me. I saw a lot of people saying they thought it was an own goal. Is it definitely Pinnock? Yeah. Still got yeah, it. He's got two bonus. Oh, fair it, play. Stuff like that is so but, lucky, oh. but it's just the kind of week you just take it. Like, yeah. to be fair, I hadn't even considered Pinnock. And then Andy, actually, you messaged me, like, what do you think about going Pinnock over me? Yeah. That's what yeah, even yeah. prompted me to look at the stats. <laughs> then I saw an article on Scout from Neil, and it was like, oh, this is easy. Could oh, be, really? Yeah. Oh, see, I went, see, I went me because, no, I've had this corrected to me since, but alas, it was after the deadline. The because Pontus Janssen is now back fit, and he was first choice at the beginning of the season, but Pinnock was out injured. I think I misread it and thought it was Ben Mee and Pontus Janssen first choice, and therefore Pinnock was the one at risk. But I guess it could be any of them. Probably Pinnock and Ben Mee keep it because they've been good. But I went Mee for that nailedness, and yeah, bad times. See, I heard that Janssen, I think his contract's up, and he might be going to Sweden, but... Oh, okay. I mean, the main reason was I was trying to save a bit bit of money. Could could be a Brentford pen, by the way. Oh, an opportunity oh, for Tony if to I take get a points second miss pen of the week. Actually, Just... it's only t- everyone owns him. Who well, would have got the assist owners. out of interest? Uh, I think it was Odegaard. Someone got kicked in the box, but I can't Odegaard it was not. Oh, Odegaard. Getting a late um, assist, guys. Damsgaard is what I meant, but I think it might have been Jensen. Oh, okay. Actually. Um, okay, anyway, cool. uh, right, we've got some questions. Um, Hugo says, "Do I delete my FPL account this week or next week, Seb?" You should have deleted it last week. Clearly, mate. Come on, that's what this is about. <laughs> exactly. Rich? Um, if you're above me, I could do with all the help I need. But no, <laughs> please don't delete your account. So if you're in the top 340,000, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, if you're active team. Big Fish says, do I do Mbumo instead of Tony so I can keep Salah? What do you think, Rich? I mean, if Tony gets booked tonight, it's not horrific. To be, to be honest, probably not. Probably yeah. not. Uh, Seb? Uh, if you want Salah, yes, I guess that's a route, but I think we discussed that you maybe don't have to have Salah, so no. Oh, only just scored. Um, oh, I'm like oh, 30 seconds behind you. Honestly. I hate you more than usual. Uh, Tashan, if you, had to pick, back. if you had to brick, if you had to pick only one Brighton midfielder, who would you pick, Seb? Oh, McAllister. Yeah, Rich? Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, it's I love penalties. I absolutely <laughs> love Matoma. Honestly, um, Stephen Harker. Out of ten, how do you feel about Wildcard twenty seven, free hit twenty eight, and bench boost twenty nine? Rich. Yeah, it was something I touched on earlier. Um, I haven't at, full disclaimer that I haven't actually tinkered around with how it would actually work and what players. Hmm. 
I, I do like the idea though. I do. I know it's all your chips, and obviously you'll have to have a good strategy throughout 32, etc. I think you can navigate that a lot easier than this period of time. Yeah, I don't hate it. I genuinely don't. Seb, um, I think it makes a lot of sense. Actually, I think Rich put it earlier. The thing I'd add to that discussion then is that you need, if you're going to do that, is to look ahead to that 30, 34 period because mm. you aren't going to have a free hit that I think us three here probably are going to have and are going to use to navigate either that blank or one of the doubles. Yeah. yeah. And this week, I mean, I know every, a lot of us got stung as in, in 26. I think when we're looking at our teams, you could pick the wrong players in 27 quite easily because there's so many good options. Yeah. So I guess you'd have to be bold with it. Yeah. Um, Caleb says, I don't have any Brighton or Brentford. Is it worth a minus eight hit? Seb? Oh, goodness. Um, I want to say no, because you've probably committed to something else, right? Um, but of course, it's going to depend on the players. Of course, it's going to depend on your team. Minus eight is too extra transverse. Let's assume we're doing three. I'd be prioritising a couple of Brighton with that, depending on who you would have got at least, because they're better long term. Uh, interesting, because I would... This week, I think I prioritise Brentford, because they play in the blank as well, don't they? So you get three fixtures in oh, the next two. That's so it could be, I mean, if he doesn't have any, then I mean, yeah. Tony, for instance, like I would definitely that's, prioritize that's a really tough it. one without seeing the team so apologies we can't help too yeah much. yeah rich yeah i think i think the key thing is to see in the team because if you can get i'd rather go for brighton if you can get away with it but yeah. like andy says if you've got a lot of players blanking in 28 and you don't plan on free hitting i think that's the way to go but obviously they're the two teams to be targeting yeah. i wouldn't be scared of a hit if the plan works you know yeah. for the next two or three game weeks uh, and last one, Shanoisi says, uh, should I bench Darwin or Martinelli this week? I'll have Saka, Rashford, McAllister and Matoma as my other midfielders. Nice midfield there. So, uh, yeah, Darwin or Martinelli, which one would you bench? Uh, Rich. Martinelli. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Um, wait, what was it? Saka or Martinelli? No, no, Darwin or Martinelli. Oh, da- Darwin. Oh. Probably bench. No, because Trossard's injured, isn't he? Yeah. You haven't even got the min's risk. Def- definitely I'll try and bench boost. Yeah. <sighs> nah, you just want to bend, man. You bench hate it. You just want to get it done. <laughs> de- de- definitely, de- uh, definitely, Martinelli. Click this back to me when I've been wrong again. But I think so. Ignore even the Liverpool Man United match. Darwin has Bournemouth good times. Martinelli, you have Saka, and so Martinelli's playing up front. But look at look at the look at the Bournemouth match and look at how well Saka and Odegaard did. And I know that match suits Odegaard because the low block he gets all those touches and good chances. He scored two against them earlier in the season in a similar way. But if Martinelli's playing up front, and maybe Nketiah's back, so we don't know, but that would then risk the minutes. I don't know if he's as threatening, ridiculously, in FPL, because he's, what, facing away from the goal, maybe coming to the ball, as opposed to coming off to the left in the way that he likes to try and get those chances. Sure, it's great. If you can play him, he could well get points. But I think Darwin is more likely in that week than Martinelli, and I'm not sure Martinelli playing nine is as big as a bonus as it sounds on paper. Yeah. Um We've just had two other questions come in, so I'm just going to really, really quickly go through these because I quite like them. Um, uh, Jack Brockenshire says, if you were to support a different team to your own, who would it be, Seb? It would be a rugby team. (laughs) That's... That's Leeds before football. I genuinely, I like, I think I enjoy like Leeds, FPL, actual just football. Like I, I don't watch a random football match for entertainment unless I have other involvement which you know that could be like an interesting tactical point or something like that's valid but i don't find 90 minutes of football that entertaining unless i have another reason to be invested and that's so often is leads of course or fpl or just you know seeing tactics involved and stuff like that that's fine 
But yeah, I genuinely think it'd be like a not football team. You are so bad at quick answers. Um, Rich, what, what oh, would yeah, be shit. your alternate team? I don't think I could. I don't yeah. think I could. There's like there's so much to go and to watch Reading play, like the yeah. social aspect. I mean, I did have a family member play for Everton once, so maybe Everton, but I wouldn't oh, cool. actually support them because yeah. I wouldn't care. Yeah. Um, By got, the way, I mean... you, you let me dig that hole out. Yeah. You just sat there being well, like, I'm going to tell him he should shut up, but I'm not yeah. going to shut him up. <laughs> I was pressing him off, it's the teacher in him, isn't it? Um, now, obviously, I got to watch Bournemouth a lot because my friend obviously supports Bournemouth. So I've watched Bournemouth more than I've watched any other team. But obviously, Yeovil as well, because, um, you know, from Yeovil, from our sins. Uh, and last question, and I think it's quite a big one. Um, Keith Rowley says, just a general FPL question. What do you guys think of all the bad press given to content creators this week? Can't believe people are blaming others, but this is the world we live in, I guess. So I know I've got, you know, something I'll say, but I'll say it after you guys. Uh, Rich, what what do you think about that? I mean, I've only seen bits and bobs, but I mean, I've seen a lot of negative stuff said about, you know, when we've talked about Salah, for example, or Liverpool, there's been, there's been some quite negative negative comments and i saw a lot last week people saying content creators made them do big hits to get liverpool assets in yeah so i guess my question would be they were forced to get liverpool players in and then they wildcarded them out but they didn't want the players anyway and obviously i'm being very very general here but if that's the complaint that's that's being made it doesn't make sense to me you know doing hits for liverpool players was good yeah obviously the wildcard hasn't worked out but there's a few more weeks to go till we can actually be sure which way wins. I mean, obviously Liverpool have a huge head start, but we're not mind readers. No, exactly. Well, I'm not. Maybe well, you two are. Yeah, Seb's <laughs> vegan. He definitely is. Seb, what? Uh... <laughs> Sorry, what? I, I lost concentration. I, I, I'm low on iron. What was yeah. that? <laughs> Seb, what do you think about what's been going on? I, I mean, I guess there's sort of like a considered response and a, and a pithy response. And I mean, I'll go for pithy because why not? Um, yeah, you know, you're well, you're making a decision based on someone else giving you advice and then complaining about that. That's just a cell phone, isn't it? Like, yeah. I made a decision, which was to go with someone else's decision, and it went bad, and uh, damn them. It's like, well, that's 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 your bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, fortunately, I'm I'm more in, I'm, you know, I don't have that many to work on. I don't think I'm more insulated from this than a lot of other people. So I, you know, I lo- other people will know much more than me here, but... We have a phrase at work in the team I work in, which is very short, very simple, which is just don't be a dick. <laughs> which I think goes quite nicely. Yeah. Um, from my point of view is that obviously FPL is growing exponentially, which, uh, you know, it's up to what, 11 million users, whatever it is now. Um, and obviously content is growing exponentially as well. Uh, and unfortunately, when things grow, you also get more and more idiots that, that watch it and follow it and don't know don't know how to own their own decisions and things like that and obviously i think that's what we're seeing a bit more now as people are obviously getting very upset because they're watching these content creators who are very very good at coming up with strategies that's not me saying that like these two are much better than me at coming up with strategies i take a long time to see things (laughs) i say that to rich all the time he says this looks good and i'm like does it? And then two days later, I'm like, I'm, I'm there now. I understand. <laughs> and then you um, improve it. <laughs> and then I improve it. Yeah, exactly. But um, fr- we had a fr- we had a free hit where I was set on it very very early. Yeah. Andy didn't like it. Towards the end yeah. of the week, we had the same team, but he yeah. captains Ronaldo. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It happens. I'm not but it's but it's um. I just think you know. 
also if you don't if you don't like content creators just don't watch them like that's the other thing like do your own thing like it really doesn't matter so um yeah we're going to keep on doing what we're doing hopefully uh, and i'd love just to add a quick thing to that if i may because you know of course um but just i think on the on the sort of slight flips up that as well like you know we're in a we're in a cool privileged position like it's very silly that people come and watch us talk about a hobby even if yeah. you know even if someone gets paid money for it right it's started as a hobby football's a bit of fun so that's crazy i'm i'm very grateful for that and it's very silly and there are people again in better positions than me that is nuts and they're deserved but i think as well from our point of view right you know it's it is hard to transition from for want of a better word the banter on whatsapp to then talking to people on twitter especially if you've got you know tens of thousands of followers people people reading and listening to what you say and then reacting that and then carrying that forward i think there's a responsibility on both sides there's a responsibility from, you know, people watching content creators to not be a dick. And there's a responsibility as much as, you know, it may not be by choice. You have this forced upon you. There's a film with a quote somewhere that might be appropriate. But, you know, if you're talking to a few thousand people, you have a responsibility to set an example as well. And not for one second am I trying to blame anyone and say, you know, you get you get hate because you're being hateful. That is not what I'm saying. But I think we have an opportunity to set an example of what we'd love other people to do. And we should take that. Yeah lovely stuff right um everybody in the chat thank you so much for joining us tonight like i said i think we peaked at about 400 which is lovely on a night that's already got football as well uh and we'll make sure we see you next week seb thank you so much for joining us tonight my friend oh thank you mate it's been really good thank you for, for letting us air out our game week 26 yeah exactly and rich thank you so much for joining us as well yeah thank you for the pinnock shout mate appreciate yeah, no, it no worries no worries <laughs> oh uh right See you guys next week. Hopefully your arrows are green this week and hopefully they're green going forward as well. Uh, We will see you all next Monday. Bye-bye.